Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks, I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you've had the opportunity to get out and work with your dog. Maybe take your dog out to some new areas to do a little bit of training. I hope you've enjoyed the last few episodes of our podcast. Uh, we are still working on that podcast uh, to do with Gray. Our schedules are just a little hectic right now, so we're having a little problem getting together, but we will make it happen, and when we do... You will be the first to know if you are subscribing to our channel. So be sure you do subscribe to our channel so that you know when the new episodes come out. I am really trying hard to get these episodes out every Tuesday, to get a new one out every Tuesday. If you have any ideas, again, please feel free to send them to me. Let me know what your thoughts are. What would you like me to talk about? It can be really about anything. Just give me some ideas. I may have to do a little research and put together something, but... I would love to talk about what you guys want to talk about. So today, I do want to talk a little bit about luring while training. Now, what is luring? Well, let's first go back and talk about the kind of three different ways that you can use a reward. You can use a reward, and, and we'll use food as the example because it's just the easiest. You can use food as a reward. Uh, whereas when the dog does the behavior that you would like to see repeated, whether you have given them a cue or not, you mark that behavior with whatever verbal marker or whatever marker in general you're using, and then you follow it up with a reward, like food. Okay, That's the appropriate way to use the reward itself. Behavior is exhibited. The behavior is marked. The behavior is rewarded. 
Okay, so that's the right way to use rewards. And it doesn't matter if you're using the reward of food or toys or leash on or getting into the car, getting out of the car, going through the gate at the dog park, getting to say hi to the neighbor, getting to say hi to the best friend dog down the street. A reward is anything that the dog finds um, exciting, that the dog finds, well, in terms, rewarding. So that's the proper way to use a reward. Another way that people tend to use reward, and it's inappropriate, is bribery. Now, bribery, the way I explain it, is basically asking the dog to do something, and when the dog does not exhibit the behavior, you then show the dog the reward that they can earn if they give you the behavior that you're asking for. That would be bribery. So how many times whenever you need to ask your dog to do something, do you go and grab the treat first? If you have a habit of grabbing that treat first before asking your dog to do something, you're already using bribery. And this is why a lot of people will tell me, my dog comes real well if I have a treat. My dog will sit if I have a treat. Well, your dog does that because that is what you've taught them. That the behavior is not expected until they have shown you what the reward is. I can always tell when a dog has been trained this way, if I ask the dog to sit, I will oftentimes get the dog, he will look at both of my hands to see if I have a treat before thinking about doing it. And so I can always tell you must, you know, that the owner must be having a treat in hand every time they've asked the dog to do something. This is why it's very important when you are using rewards that you keep that food in your treat pouch, in your pocket, in the bag on the shelf, in the Tupperware container on the living room table, whatever the case may be. The reward needs to stay where it is until you get the behavior that you want. Don't be bribing the dog to do what you want. If you're finding that you need to bribe the dog in certain situations, then you need to start thinking about management and limiting your dog's options in order to get the behavior that you want without bribery. All right, now, the way I do want to talk about today is, is luring behavior. Luring behavior is basically taking a reward, and again, I'm going to use food, and teaching the dog to follow it in order to elicit a behavior. Now, most general level one basic classes, puppy classes, teach this way, where they will take a treat, they will place it on the dog's nose, then they will raise it above the dog's head and slightly behind them to elicit a sit behavior. And then they reward the dog. They'll do it for down, where they put it in front of the dog's nose, and then lower it down between the dog's paws and slowly stretching the hand or stretching the treat away from the dog until the dog lays down. So luring is a training technique that you can use to get behavior that is not as easy to capture. Now, things like sit, down, stand, these are all behaviors that you can capture. These are typically behaviors that my clients like to have, um, but you can capture them. If, if the dog already knows how to sit, he already knows how to lay down, he knows how to stand up. If we capture those behaviors, then we don't have to lure them. And I recommend not luring, even though luring seems to get the behavior faster, you've actually created more steps. 
if I capture a sit, the dog's butt goes to the floor, I say good boy, I treat. When Each time I capture, it's the same thing. The butt's going to the floor, I say good boy, I treat. So the dog is learning that without any external um, help or, or any external assistance from me, the dog can put his butt on the floor to earn a reward. That is fantastic because that's what we want. We want the dog to be able to sit without having to be dependent on me getting them to do it. However, we do want to put the sit on command and have our dog do it verbally when we've asked for it. If we are capturing the behavior as we're seeing the dog do it, we can say sit, the dog sits, oh good sit. If we are luring the behavior, what ends up happening is you put the uh, treat the dog's nose and you lure them into a sit. Most people will do that and say sit at the same time. Well, what's happened is, is that when you start using a hand signal and you start using that lure for your dog to follow your hand, you're actually teaching that the cue to sit is the hand signal. That will become the default cue because dogs pick up body language. This is why I don't like to use hand signals because I want dogs to understand verbally what I want them to do, not by any movement of my body. Not by standing in front of them, not by leaning over them, not by touching the butt, not by snapping fingers, not by holding fingers up or lifting a hand up. So I want just a verbal. But let's just take the, sample, the example of sit um, on luring and the appropriate way to lure. So I wanna teach you how to lure appropriately in case you do need to lure to teach things like rolling over, playing dead, showing their belly, um, spinning or dancing, or maybe you're doing some fun tricks. Luring can be useful for those, but let's just do it correctly. So I want you to learn how to do it correctly. So let's, we'll stick with our sit and we'll use that as in our example. So what you're gonna do is you will have, uh, you'll go ahead and get your treat um, in your hand, okay? But you're not going to show the dog the hand with a treat in it just yet. Okay, you are then going to ask the dog to sit and then within a second, you're going to bring the treat to the dog's nose. You're going to lift it slightly above the dog's nose and slowly behind the dog, not fast. Dog can't follow it if it's fast. You go slow as the dog's butt hits, you go good sit and then you give them the treat. Okay. Repeat that a couple of times. We say sit, we have the treat in hand, we put it at nose, we slowly lift it up and backwards. Dog sits, good sit, and we treat. We do that a few times with treat in hand. Very quickly, very quickly, you should then move to same scenario, but no treat in hand. Just the dog following your fingers that smell like a treat. So you say sit, then you take your hand, you have it at the dog's nose, slowly lift it up, and slowly backwards. Mimicking a treat in hand, but you don't have one. When the dog sits, good sit, then you may reach and grab the treat and reward the dog. You will do that several times, maybe five, six, maybe ten times. Then you will start asking the, the dog to sit, wait a couple of seconds, so count to two or three, before getting your hand to the dog's nose. And if your dog starts to sit 
before you can get your hand there, great. Mark the sit and reward. If you have to get your hand there and the dog realizes what you're doing and then sit, great. Reward that and move on. Don't keep repeating sit and don't keep using the lure. The mistake people make with the lure is that they keep the treat in hand way more than they need to. So it turns into bribery. If you lure it, you should only have a treat in hand for maybe four or five times. And then you try with no treat in hand. And you may have to do that uh, five to ten times before you're able to do less hand movement. But make sure you're always giving the command first. You do not want to be having your hand, if you put your hand at the dog's nose first and then say sit, then the hand coming to the nose becomes the default cue. Whatever happens first is the default cue. So think about what you're doing in these situations when you ask your dog to do something. What are you doing first? Are you standing up from a sitting position before you ask your dog to sit every single time? If that's the case, you're gonna have a hard time getting your dog to sit while you're sitting. So the first behavior that you do, the first movement that you do is going to become the default cue. So make sure that the default is always your verbal command. Now, luring is, like I said, something that you can use to teach a lot of different things. We do not use it typically to um, lure a sit because that's very natural. Sometimes we will use it to get a quicker down, especially if the owners are just wanting a down or there's really a good reason to get down faster. And then stand. We will teach stand with a lure. Uh, basically with that, when your dog is in a sit or a down, you would say stand, put the treat in front of the dog's nose, um, right in the center of it, and you will slowly pull the treat away where the dog has to move forward to get it, eventually standing. The dog stands, good stand, reward. And you repeat the procedure, only having treat in hand as many times as you need. Don't push it. You know, don't do 20 of them with treat in hand. I'm thinking five or six most dogs can be, can slowly take that treat away. Now, don't take that five or six number and say, okay, this is the only amount of time we're going to do it. And now my dog is just being stubborn. That's just giving you some guidelines. I don't want you sitting there for four days teaching a sit or a stand using a lure with a treat in hand. You shouldn't have to do that. Okay, now if you practice one day for a stand with your lure and then the next day you want to try it, um, you know, without the lure, but you've not done it enough, then you may have to start with the lure again. And then just slowly start limiting those steps. So it's really something that, you know, luring is easier to show you. Obviously, it's easier to show you on a video. Good news is we do have a video on the command of touch. And that will show you how we use luring uh, to teach touch. So you can find that video on the website um, and or the Facebook page. So check that out. But don't, don't jump to luring. I think a lot of people jump to it and you don't need to. Because the majority of the behavior that dogs do that we want or behavior that we want dogs already do. It's just a matter of you capturing that behavior. And capturing is super powerful, and it's something that you need to train your brain to do. You are training 24-7. Every time your dog does something uh, that you like, you need to acknowledge it. It can be a simple good boy or a simple good girl. It doesn't have to be an elaborate party. It doesn't have to be a bunch of treats. 
It just needs to be an acknowledgement. Stop looking for what you don't want in order to correct it. You have to look for the behavior that you want in order to get it repeated on a regular basis so that you can elicit the behavior when you ask for it. All right, you could never put sit on command and it'll never go away, but you're also not going to be able to get it when you really want it unless you put it on command. So remember to think about what words you want to use. Limit your hand signals. Limit the extra movements of snapping fingers. Um, when you're walking, one thing I've noticed is when people are walking, they are tapping the side of their leg. Well, that becomes a cue. And I don't want to have to be walking my dog constantly slapping the side of my leg. I only have two hands. One hand may be holding the leash. The other hand needs to be available to treat. Or in reality, for me, one hand on the leash, one hand on a beer. Or the, the leash is around my waist, which allows me one hand for my beer and one hand to treat. Right? So you've got to be available for your dog um, to be able to acknowledge that behavior on a regular basis, reward that dog on a regular basis, and not doing extras with your hand like snapping fingers or, or clapping the side of your leg, whatever the case may be. Not to mention the two hands on the leash thing. Ooh, if you've ever done any training with me, you know how much I do not like two hands on a leash. But that's another episode for another day. Um, but we do have videos on our website for that. I do encourage you to check those out. Um, but yeah, luring is just something that if you need it, use it. If you don't need it, don't do it. And if you are going to do it, do it correctly. It should not take forever to get a behavior do not be counting on that treat. Use it to your advantage, but don't be dependent on it. And keep in mind that bribery can also happen if you have a ball in your hand and you're holding a tennis ball and you want your dog to sit. Well, your dog is sitting because the reward is there in their face, so that could be a bribery. It can also be a lure. So if you're going to do something like ask your dog to sit and then throw the tennis ball, have the tennis ball in your pocket or hidden behind you something of that nature where you're still getting the behavior and then tossing the reward but don't use luring automatically capture should be your default way of training luring should be secondary bribery is never an option so if you've caught yourself or you see that your dog won't do anything or you're one of those people that say I can get him to sit with a treat well your dog does not know how to sit in the real world so I want you to really train for the real world know that that is how we train we train for the real world we do not train for getting your dog just to do sits and downs in your living room. This is the real world. We want you to be able to take your dog places and go hang out. And we had so much fun this weekend taking our dogs to the river and being able to have them off leash and let them explore. Uh, but also knowing that we could call them back when we needed to. It makes a huge difference in the relationship you can have with your dog if you have verbal control. So I encourage you to put in the work and teach your dog those things so that you can enjoy your dog more and your dog can have a more fulfilled life. Um, I really do encourage you guys for that. And we have, we have the resources for you. Check out our blogs. Those are free. Check out our other podcast episodes. They are free. Check out our videos on YouTube and our website. Those are free. Check out Facebook Live. Those are free. All right. We do have a uh, couple of courses on Udemy.com. That is U-D-E-M-Y.com, Udemy.com. A lot of times they put those on sale for $10 and $20, 
and it's something that you would have lifetime access to. So, you know, for a very small fee, you could get our foundation course, which is what we typically cover in our first private lesson with our clients. So we have the resources for you. Even if you're not local, there are affordable ways for you to learn from us. And even if you are local, we have affordable ways that we can teach you how to train your dog. And they will be for real life training, not just uh, teaching your dog how to respond in a controlled environment, because that's not real life. So I encourage you to improve on yourself, improve your training techniques, truly understand what it's about and how to teach. Give your dog the benefit of the doubt. Know that if your dog is not responding to something, ask yourself, have I taught it properly? Um, did I do something different? Have I added in too many commands or too many body cues that the dog is not, you know, I'm not doing every time so the dog's not understanding? Have I really taught what I mean when I say sit? You know, have I messed up somewhere and is that why my dog is not responding to me? Don't automatically assume that your dog is not responding to me because they're being a jerk. Okay, give them the benefit of the doubt. Always look at yourself first. And I encourage you to look back on the episodes that we have on being proactive, on reinforcement, on, uh, you know, does your dog trust you? That's a big one. I encourage you guys to, to educate yourself. Uh, it, doesn't take, it doesn't take much, right? You can listen to this on the way to work. You can listen to this while you're cleaning the house, while you're cooking dinner. There's no excuse that you guys educate yourself. There are so many podcasts that are out there. I listen to podcasts every single day. Mostly I listen to it on serial killers and cold case crimes, but I do listen to fellow colleagues on dog training and get some new ideas because sometimes I get stuck in my little box and uh, I need to, to look outside of that. So they're very useful for everyone. I encourage you to find some podcasts that you enjoy, listen. Uh, sometimes you learn what you don't want to do, just the same that you learn what you want to do. So I encourage you to do that. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I hope to see you guys soon. Please check out the Facebook page. Check out our website, dogspeak101.com. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, make sure you are subscribing to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you have um, a rating system on where you listen, please give us a rating. We want other people to be able to find us, and the ratings are the way that they can do that. If we get high enough ratings, people can search for dog training um, podcasts, and ours can start to come up for them uh, so that they are getting some positive training techniques to use with their dog. I love you guys. I appreciate you very much, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week.